0: Let's open our Bibles this morning to the first chapter of Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 1. A church that Paul founded by the grace of God as the wise master builder that he was in Asia. And he spent two years there according to the testimony of Luke in the book of Acts. Ephesians chapter 1. We often turn to Ephesians 1 to prove the doctrine of election and predestination because they're stated so clearly, beginning in verse 3 down through verse 14. We often turn to Ephesians for chapter 2 because it explains the doctrine of regeneration, that we were quickened, which means to make alive, from a state of death in trespasses and sins. This is an epistle that I've shown you before Though Paul started the church, though Paul labored with them for two years, and though they're well established in election and regeneration, in each of these chapters he has more that he wants to see from the church at Ephesus. And so I want to share with you this morning chapter 1 and his words there in the second half of the chapter about how he wants the church to progress in their knowledge And if you were to follow this through the whole epistle, you'll find it over and over that he was not content with the church at Ephesus. Not that they were a bad church. They were a good church at this point in time. But they needed to grow in grace, as we do. I want to start at verse 16. Let's get verse 15. So we have the chapter divided in half. The first half is explaining our election and predestination and position in Christ. And then Paul goes on explaining things that he wants them to know more thoroughly. Beginning at verse 15. Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of His calling, and what the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of His power to usward who believe, according to the working of His mighty power which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. And hath put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church which is His body, the fullness of Him that filleth all in all. And Amen. The Apostle is praying for this church that is so already saved, so saved by election and predestination, so saved by regeneration in chapter 2, so saved as Gentiles brought into union with the Jews, in chapter 2 and chapter 3 as well, but he wants them to grow in their knowledge. So he says that he makes mention of them in his prayers that God would give them the spirit of revelation. Now they've already been born again by the Spirit of God, and they already have the Spirit of God dwelling with them because the Spirit of God dwells with all his children. But... They need an operation of that spirit to teach them things at a more advanced level for them to appreciate what God has done for them. So verse 17 is Paul's prayer request for an outstanding church that they would have the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. Paul wanted them to grow in their knowledge of God. Right. Then verse 18 He wants the eyes of their understanding to be enlightened that they might appreciate the riches of the inheritance that they have coming for them and the hope of eternal glory. Because living in this world with our eyes on a horizontal plane, all we see is the junk around us and we get distracted from the glory and the beauty of the inheritance that is coming for us. And that we are going to be taken to. That's in verse 18. Verse 19, that they would know what exceeding great power it took for any one of them to believe according to the working of His mighty power. Most Baptist churches, and the way that most of us were raised, is that there isn't really any power exerted by God toward us before we believe. It comes after we believe. But this text is telling us that if we believe, God has already exercised His great power toward us, or we wouldn't believe because it takes the raising of a dead sinner to life in Christ in order to believe the gospel. And that's verse 19. And then Paul explains that this power that caused us to believe in verse 19 is the same power that God exerted to raise Jesus from the dead in verse 20. And once raised from the dead, He was put far above all principalities and powers those are the angelic realms of good and evil angels. Jesus is far above them, though he is a man. He is God in the flesh, but he is a man promoted far above all of them. I love these words. Far above all. There's none accepted from the reign of the Lord Jesus Christ. All power, might, principality, power, might, and dominion, and every name, no matter what world it's in, Jesus is above and all things are under His feet, and He is the head over all things for the benefit of the church. To the church. We get the benefit of having our Lord and Savior over all things. And then it says this about the church in verse 23, which is His body. The church, all of His believers, are His body. The fullness of Him that filleth all in all. The Lord Jesus Christ fills heaven and earth and His divine nature. He rules over all, but we are the fullness of Him. Without us, He is incomplete. Because the purpose for Him coming in the flesh and dying was to save a people, to be His brethren, and make up the family of God. And without us, He's incomplete. That is hard for us to comprehend that we can add anything to the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ, but this is what the Bible teaches us. He came with a purpose And without us, he is incomplete and did not fulfill his purpose. And so, as we come today in the first assembly to consider the higher ground we ought to aim for, here it is expressed by Paul to the Ephesian church. And if you go through every one of the New Testament epistles, it is stated over and over again in each epistle that the apostle writing it knows that that church can reach for higher ground. And so we want to do so. We want the blessing of that spirit of verse 17 to reveal to us a greater knowledge of God, more of our eternal inheritance, and the power that it took to save us and to turn us toward Him. And that Jesus Christ, our Savior, is far above all and that we are the fullness of Him that fills all in all. This is the gospel of our Lord Jesus. Let us pray. Holy Father, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is Thy name in all the earth. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be Thy name. Blessed God, we are thankful for the Lord Jesus Christ who is our Savior and our Lord. We are thankful for His position at Thy right hand. We are thankful that he has been set by thee far above all principalities, powers, might, throne, and dominion in this world and in the world to come. We are thankful that you have given him this exalted position of power and glory for his obedience and humility in coming to die for us and to be our great benefactor and savior against all enemies. We thank thee, Lord of heaven and earth, for him. And we pray this day, blessed God, our creator and savior through Jesus Christ, that you would grant us a great measure of your Holy Spirit, the spirit of wisdom and revelation, that we might know thee better than we have ever known thee. And that we might know the things you have in store for us better than before, and that they might save us from the distracting, enticing soap bubbles of this world. And Heavenly Father, that we might know the power that was put forth to change us rebel sinners into lovers of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father in Heaven, we thank Thee for these things, and yet we pray for more of that Spirit to make these things real in our lives. Heavenly Father, by nature, we are carnally, earthly, worldly-minded. Save us from such a mindset and help us to gird up the loins of our mind. And in this house, for the purpose for which you've designed it, you would make us more spiritually-minded. And Heavenly Father, we pray that you would help us to set our affection on things above and not on things of the earth. And Lord, that we would have the attitude of our brother Paul that it is far better to depart and to be with Christ than to be left here. Mm -hmm. And that we would have that attitude of our brother John who said, Come quickly, Lord Jesus, save us from being seduced and enticed by the world around us, Heavenly Father. We pray, O Lord, that today we might know Thee better. Even as we sit in the pews or stand in this pulpit, do a great work by your spirit that we might know thee better than ever before. Heavenly Father, we want to be acquainted with thee. We want to delight in thee. We want to muse and meditate upon thy great works, upon thy great will, upon thy word, and upon thyself. Help us to this end. Heavenly Father, forgive us our sins and our sinfulness. Bless all the assemblies of saints around the world, worshiping thee in sincerity, in spirit, and in truth this day. Be with their pastors and have mercy upon them. O Lord, we confess the sins of our nation and pray that you would preserve it in spite of its wickedness for the sake of your people in it. Grant this Babylon peace that we might have peace. We thank Thee for saving us, O Lord. We thank Thee for the hope of everlasting life. We thank Thee for a perfect revelation of Your divine will in the Word of God. We thank Thee for sustaining and enabling and fruit-bearing strength by the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And we pray for more, O Lord, that we might increase and abound yet more and more in all godliness and righteousness and holiness for your praise and glory. Heavenly Father, bless us in this assembly. We need Thee every hour. Without Thee, we can do nothing. With Thee, all things are possible. Let every word spoken and everything that we do and our thoughts together around those words and things we do, Let them be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. We worship thee and bless thee. Help us now. Lift up our hearts in the Lord Jesus Christ. Let us see him more clearly. Let us see his position at thy right hand, his glorious priesthood, his perfect nature, and help us to love him and to serve him as he called us. And we'll thank you and praise you In his glorious name, even the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, amen. amen.